0: Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, and I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related. Curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you want to hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. Hey friends, before we jump in today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that it is a live recording of Sarah Nursewick and I's virtual coffee that we have been hosting. So please just keep in mind that there might be a few um, pauses, a few moments of silence, and really that's just time that our uh, amazing community of agriculture educators uh, are thinking and trying to provide um, feedback for one another and support for one another Thanks for joining in and listening, and without further ado, I will let you listen to virtual coffee.
1: Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome, welcome, welcome to coffee.
2: Oh my gosh, Brianna has Mickey ears on. Yes. You caught my attention. It worked on the kids, too. Definitely caught my seniors' attention this morning. Yes, so good. Teaching them about the magical world of taxes today. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Way to go all in. (laughs) So great. Oh my gosh, I love that. All right, we're going to wait maybe one more minute, let some people hop on, um, and then we will go into some roll call and some shout outs. Get going. I've been traveling around my city today. I've been driving for two hours and probably went in a two-mile radius of my house, delivering yard signs to all my kids. We were waiting for Georgia to lift its whatever stuff. That we could travel and I wasn't going to get pulled over by the police. (laughs) Um, Got some more after this to finish up, so it's been really fun. I've only seen one kid because they're all sleeping this morning. Go figure. Seniors. All right, well, um, let's hop in the chat um, and tell us where you're from, what your Instagram handle is, and your favorite quarantine snack so state instagram handle favorite quarantine snack i am from georgia and mine right now is the peanut butter filled pretzels i don't know if anybody's had them before like they're just amazing we got cheetos from minnesota chocolate in any form from indiana colby jack cheese yes chips and salsa whipped coffee i need to get on the whipped coffee laura like so many of you are posting it and I'm, i don't know how to do it um chocolate banana bread edible cookie dough oh my gosh kendra swedish fish yes easter candy we finished all the oops. um albanese gummy bears so intriguing Um, Reese's eggs bread warm out of the oven yes veggie straws so good nachos chips and salsa lots of great things on there lots of states so happy that you guys are here Um, one thing that we do at the end of coffee every week is we do a weekly challenge but I wanted to shout out some of our participants Um, so one I see right now Laura she goes running we talked about self-care self-care and how self-care is different for everyone nobody can tell you what your self-care looks like so Laura was out running um Audrey she was crushing mom life stroller walking um with her little one Tim I don't know if I've seen him yet Tim's doing plant therapy which I love Tim is a germinate speaker um Callahan has self-care at nighttime Callahan from where's Callahan from? I know, Oregon, um, and she was reading a new book. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Edwards was gardening and hanging out in the hammock. My kids are trying to, to get in my room. I should lock the door. Um, Hannah was out at the lake with her family, which is amazing. Land of 10,000 lakes. I'm sure you picked one of them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kendra Callahan's been just showing up left and right doing all the things, and Anna Brunner from North Carolina has been taking dog walks with her mom, which I think is so cool. Um, so thank you guys for participating in the Green and Growing Challenge. Um, Hannah will, uh, do one at the end of the call too for this week, and go ahead, Hannah is going to take over the how to get your kids attention.
3: Okay, so for this week, I need you guys to grab a piece of paper and a pencil. So I'll give you about 30 seconds to try and
4: roust those two things up. Piece of paper, pencil, pen, some type of writing utensil. And oddly enough, the lake that I was at was in Wisconsin, not
3: Minnesota. It's like, what? But I live where I live, it's really close to the Wisconsin border. So I don't know if I was supposed to travel or not across borders during this time, but it went from point A, my house, to point B, the cabin. All right. Everybody got their piece of paper and their pencil. Okay, so we are going to do um, kind of like a drawing challenge. So I am going to walk you guys through something that I have drawn on my notebook here. Um, I'm not going to give you any, I'm not allowed to say like draw a square, draw a triangle or anything like that. So I'm going to give you directions and at the end we'll all hold it up and see what you've got. And hopefully it is close to mine, but I'm not quite sure how great I am at directions. So I want you to start in the middle of your paper and go to the left
4: about an inch and draw a straight line down. And then from the bottom of your line, draw a straight line to the right about two inches. And then draw a straight line up about two inches, and then draw a straight line to the left two inches. And then
3: from that last point that you were at, I want you to draw a diagonal
4: line to the right upwards about two inches long as well. And then from where you're currently at where your pencil just stopped, I want you to draw a two inch diagonal line downward. Okay, now I want you to go to the top
3: right-hand corner of your page and I want you to draw um how am I going to
4: explain this no points or anything like that it should be like a big curved thing and then five straight lines out from that curved thing evenly spaced all around it okay I'm going to show you what well first off show me what you guys have hold them up let's see (laughs) <laughs> okay some of you are doing pretty good this is what
3: i have let's see a house with a son and i if you want to get more detailed this was difficult though so this is like a rendition of something that state officers did with my um officer team and they talked about like communication and perspectives and different things like that but I think it's an easy one that you can translate into this virtual world. So hopefully you guys will be able to use that um, in your Zoom meetings. Maybe if you're thinking about um, officer trainings, that sort of thing, that might be a good one. So hopefully that worked out for you guys. Most of you got pretty dang close. I'm impressed. Um, We are going to move into our spotlight teachers. So the first person that I have is from last week, they mentioned it in the chat, Um, Amy Redman. And I don't know if Amy's here. I haven't had a chance to. She's here. I see Sarah nodding. I haven't had a chance to look. But um, she had mentioned how to handle summer SAEs if there is still risk restrictions. And then just like general summer SAE tips um, for for the summer. Is Amy, Amy, if you're here, you can go ahead and um, unmute yourself and explain a little bit more.
5: Okay. So I have to start with my background. I am Uh, Family and consumer sciences by trade. So that's what my degree is in. And then in Indiana, you can add to your educator license. So I was able to add agriculture, farm kid, tenure, 4-H, all of that. So, but my high school that I teach at, and it's also the same one I attended, has not had ag or FFA since the 60s. So I'm building a program from the beginning with no experience. Um, so last summer we attempted SAEs. Um, yeah, you know, we we muddled through it. So I'm just curious and willing to learn anything um, as far as that goes.
1: All right. Tips, tricks.
4: What do you guys think? You can go ahead and put them in the chat or you can unmute yourself and just
5: chat.
3: Um, One question someone has is, do you have an extended contract?
5: No, not at the moment. Um, I do get paid the same as our other summer school teachers, so it is compensated. Obviously, I did a whole lot more work than the English teacher who got to show up to the school for two hours, but as a fax teacher, I was used to that anyway, and I've noticed AG is kind of the same way. You do a lot more work than some of your colleagues.
2: Amy, can you clarify, are you looking for ideas to, to help the kids this summer to continue or to get kids started?
5: To get kids started. Um, a lot of them are four-agers. So because that's obviously much bigger than FFA in our county, so that they're just using their 4-H projects or I've got some kids that are garden and, and crops and that kind of thing.
4: Some things that I'm seeing in the chat is head to the livestock shows if you have members
3: showing. Um, Laura said, as someone relatively new to the SAE world, the SAE for all website and materials are really helpful. It does a good job breaking things down and making SAEs less intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan said, I personally don't have any summer SAE projects because our fair is um, during the year and we don't have a lot of kids doing other things during the summers. Um, But growing up, I had meetings once a week, sometimes twice with animals for livestock practice at my school farm.
5: Uh, So do we focus only in the summer? Yes. Um, I I teach one intro to ag section throughout the year. So this summer SAE is a way for my kids to stay involved in FFA after they've taken the intro to ag course.
6: I think if since you do the intro to ag class um I know one thing that we do in our program in Indiana is intro to ag we do an SAE unit and so we we overview what SAEs are for students but then give them the opportunity to um kind of explore and design their own SAE and so like with them with your 4-H kids you can see what they're already doing and then from there help further that um and then we teach them like the record books and so when they are keeping track of what they're doing then they can take that and apply that to our proficiencies um i know that if you like if you have specific questions to indiana SAEs and how we do that and maybe like getting an extended contract um ken barkman i think is our person who does that for um like with i she's under isda i think but you could email her and she can answer specific questions on like Okay. okay, how do I get these kids like registered in Summer Essay? Because that is a
1: course that they that we do offer in Indiana. Okay.
4: Kelly we had a great idea to have students use Flipgrid to send videos showing off their projects. Um,
3: obviously that's if they have had them started, but it might give some of those ideas, like if students haven't had started and some students have started, it might help them get ideas going. Um, I think Agri-Science Fair, like Sarah mentioned, is a great one to get students starting to think about it and it kind of um, provides them with a little bit more of a framework, I believe. Um, A lot of people have mentioned like 4-H and just seeing who those 4-H kiddos are and then kind of utilizing um, or connecting
4: SAE to the 4-H record books and that sort of thing. Uh Uh, Cassidy mentioned that one thing that the teacher would do
3: is have some students come out to her farm and join her SAE visit in the beginning.
4: And then that would give them an idea of how an SAE visit would look before she went out to visit for them. Um,
1: Well, you guys are going quick now.
4: Uh, Some people that mentioned that livestock is the only SAEs that they're
3: really checking on during the summer. Um, SAE vlogs during the year, so weekly um, students have to submit a vlog about their SAE and we have a rubric for them to follow.
4: I love that, that's really cool.
3: Sarah just posted some SAE accountability tips. Um, AET's weekly emails are really helpful. FaceTime SAE visits, um, and that is probably a little bit more um, for where we currently are um, with restrictions and stuff like that. I can see essay, or, um, FaceTime, Zoom, that sort of thing might be how you are able to visit people's farms or their, their places. Social media to show off student work but also sneaky way to get them to send you stuff. <laughs>
6: We're actually
7: using social media right now. We're doing um, called active in agriculture, like during at home order. I think a lot of people think kids are at home um, sitting on their couches watching Netflix and playing video games and some are, um, but not all of them are. So I have a lot of my students in Illinois, we're in the midst of planting corn and soybeans and all of that. So um, I'm having my students do videos or vlogs um, and then we're posting like each one a day Um, and they've been really successful and it's good for community members to see what those kids are doing. Um, but also maybe learn about something new. I had a student talk about like weaning sheep and people probably don't all know what that means. So um, it's been really well, done really well in Illinois um, and for our
1: chapter, so. Thank you.
8: Um, Something I can share with you all that you can kind of make on your own. I haven't even created it, so. I can't share anything with you but I'll share the idea so you guys can use it. Um, I'm going off of the flat farmer idea but I'm using my Bitmoji and so I'm going to do flat fiddle die because that's my last name and um, I'm going to mail these out to all my kids in the next week and so like some of you said like showcasing um, the, the activities they're already doing at home and currently learning and I'm also going to transition that into SAE visits because we don't know if we can go visit in the summer. So basically they're going to take my bitmoji around and show me the things that they're, they're learning and take photos um, to start to just get that conversation going before summer hits and they like completely check out and then I have no way to access them. Um, I'm on a summer contract, so I'm lucky there, but some kids are really hard to reach in the summer, so hopefully that starts to generate that interest, and then for my younger kids, I'm going to work through like some SAE for all stuff, and maybe just have like a choice board of things that they can teach flat fiddle Die. so maybe they want to teach me their favorite family board game, or showcase um, them doing some volunteerism um, with my Bitmoji, so I wish I had something formal to share with you all to just take and use, but I literally did this at midnight last night when I couldn't sleep, so um, yeah, make it your own.
3: That is a fabulous idea. I love that so much.
8: If I get it done, I will share with all of you, if I get it done. (laughs) In the near future.
3: Oh Tara had a great idea if you have like a um, FFA Instagram page you could have your students do Instagram takeover days highlighting their essays. Um, There have been a couple of chapters and I am sorry I do not remember what chapters they are um, but they have been doing Kind of similar to that, but I think the advisor, the reporter, whoever it might be running the social media is posting like pictures of the student with a picture of their, whatever their SAE is, doing some type of nice little canva thing and doing a little bit of a write-up about
4: what their SAE is. Um, and I think that has been really nice just to see those. Um, Brianna said that she's having her kids do a minimum six hours SAE project during the school closure. so.
3: Approximately 45 minutes a week. They complete a record book. She created um, Packet and Google Slides. I know that some other people are kind of moving that way too instead of um, they're not teaching content right now or
4: whatever else, but they're doing that SAEs for students, which is a great option. Any other ideas? These are some great ones.
5: You guys have been amazing. <laughs>
4: Okay, that was super
3: helpful. Um, the next person that I have, I am sorry, but I do not have their first name. I just have their Instagram handle. Um, it's Um And this person is a student teacher right now. And they had messaged just about like not feeling prepared for the coming school year just because of not being able to kind of finish up the year in the classroom. Um, I don't know who this is, what your name is. Are you here?
4: Is it you, Anna? (laughs) No. Okay.
3: Okay, I'm not sure if they're here, but I think it's a good one to brainstorm. I know that we do have a few student teachers on here today. Um, So just thinking about her main question was like, what type of experiences should I try to be getting in now? Um with everything that's going on that might help better make her feel more prepared for the coming school year.
9: One thing I was gonna say is I think no matter what situation you're in, whether you had a normal student teaching semester or not, you don't feel prepared. Um, I remember thinking about my student teaching, I um just wanted to do the best I could and I and just know that and this is for me, when I got into my own classroom, it it got a whole lot easier, in my opinion. Like, I felt less stressed, um, I guess, because you're not being watched over, or, you know, you're not trying to impress, like, your cooperating teacher, or uh, some, your supervisor. But, I think just, I guess, staying connected with the school that you're student teaching. I remember during student teaching, some people, when their date ended, they still continued to uh, work with their students till the end of the school year, even though they might have been done in April. And I guess being a part of this right now is something just you're putting forth the effort to try to get better is the main thing you can do.
1: So I'm in my first year of teaching and what I can say
10: is that student teaching never prepared me for what I went through this year. Um, you can think that you're prepared all that you want, but you know, you just have to go in knowing that you've prepared yourself as much as possible. You know what you're doing for the most part. Um, and reach out to the people around you. I was lucky to have two teaching partners who had more experience than me and being able to lean on them this year was really helpful. Um, But honestly, uh, most of my student teaching experience did not prepare me for this year.
3: There's a good one in the chat. Um, Laura Wyatt had posted, I'm a current student teacher as well, Penn State Extension has online courses that are free right now and she's taking a couple of them for content area development. Um, I have a link to that, like a list of those. If you want that, you can um, send me a message, otherwise I'll try to get in the chat a little bit later here. Um, Otherwise you can message Laura and I know that she has that list as well. Um, And a couple of the other ones that people have posted are like relationships. So relationships with your admin, relationships with other teachers, Um, what you're doing right now, like if you're here, and building that like connection with other agriculture teachers, I think that is one of the best tools that you can have in your toolbox, um, because like a lot of you said, I don't think any of us are ready for our first or second or third or even our eighth year of teaching. Um, there's always something that comes along, but being able to have connections with your admin to support you, connections with even other teachers in your school, like, I'm really good friends with the science teacher and the math teacher, and I can't tell you how many times they've come through and helped me out. Um, So I think those are really good things. Uh, And then connections and relationships with your students. Um, Jordan had put that, like, if you're able to connect right now with students and with your kids, you're going to easily be able to connect with kids in person. Um, So just building those connections is really going to be beneficial for you.
11: This was my first year teaching, um, and I came into a brand new middle school um, with no ag program at all until this year. Um, So I was starting up an FFA chapter, I was the only teacher, it was my first year, um, and it was just a move to a new state, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, And of course, student teaching didn't prepare me for any of those things because I went into a program that was really strong, really built, um, had a ton of community support, um, but I think the biggest thing for me uh, was just trying to figure out, um, like, connections with other people in my school. Uh, so I was part of the STEM department, um, which is not the same as an ag department, but it was, it was as good as I was going to get. Um, and I had a mentor teacher, so if you can find um, wherever you're going to teach at, if you can connect with an older teacher, um, that's really, really helpful. She ended up winning teacher of the year this year, so I knew it was really valuable, everything that I was learning from her, Um, and um, also just making connections with your community because they know what kind of ag is going on uh, in your county or your area, um, and they're there to support you. So if you don't know something about this particular topic, bring somebody in and have them guest lecture. Um, Because they're going to have a whole lot of base knowledge that you may not feel comfortable with. Um, And then also just any chance that you can get to connect with students. So if you have a summer program that you can go and be a part of, um, or if you can
1: jump in on SAE visits or any of that stuff, that's really helpful as well. I would say know that you're not alone. So, um,
7: Everybody is is feeling that. Uh, adaptability is, in my opinion, the like most sought after uh, characteristic or um, attribute an employee could have. Uh, this year is a great example of that. How many of us knew that we'd be sitting at home right now? So being adaptable and employable is huge. Um, so know that you're not alone, that it is going to be hard regardless. I would prioritize um, a weakness and a strength. So if there's something that you know that you struggle with, set out like 10 days this summer to work specifically on that area. So maybe it's mechanics or small animal or whatever that is. And then if the then do the same for a strength, like set aside 10 days that like you focus on like developing that strength because you're probably passionate about it. And that
1: will give you more confidence going into the fall. I'm gonna put an unpopular opinion out there.
2: Love bringing these out. Um, Preparing for next year does not just mean sitting on Pinterest and pinning things. Okay, okay, sorry. So what we're saying to all of you student teachers is yes, go out, make those, make your curriculum, meet those administrators and whatever, but it all goes back to action. Pinning, Pinteresting or saving things you see on Instagram is not action. It's just saving it in a bank that you're going to forget. Like, I swear I pinned so much stuff that I've never, ever, ever done before. So keep, like, think about Kendra. She's like telling you to make action. You know, like, I am terrible. If I had to teach electrical wiring right now, I don't even know what I would do, you know, Um, but like finding that thing, like I had to teach small animal care this year and I didn't do a great job this year. Or like you did a bad job doing your SFA unit, it didn't go over well, like work on that thing because you know you can make action towards that. And seek out like, oh, I know Joe is so good at Parley Pro, I'm going to DM him on Instagram and I'll be like, hey, do you have any, I suck at Parley Pro, could you help me? Um, like that's action, not just saying, oh, I'm going to save this for later.
1: I love you, that was just tough love. Anybody else? A dream written down with a date becomes a goal.
4: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. A plan backed by action becomes reality. Love it, love it, love it.
3: Okay, we're gonna move on to our third um, Spotlight teacher which is Miss
2: Sarah today. So go ahead and take it away, Sarah. I have a question for you guys. So um, last week, we just elected our new officer team. Um, Tomorrow, we're going to deliver to their houses little cookies with their officer on it, which I think is so cute. I I stole that from somebody else. Um, We're just waiting for them to be delivered. They've been slated. They just don't know their position. Um, But then I thought about it, like they're seriously talking about maybe not going back in the fall. Um, I mean, not like my Georgia people don't like freak out, but like it's been in the talks in the administration. What do we do if? So I'm thinking about training these officers because they have no, we have brand new officers this year. I think four new ones who've never been in a leadership position. Like how are you going to go about training those officers this summer virtually? Um, Or if there's other things you can get them to do. Like I love officer training. I love leadership training and all that kind of stuff. But like my brain can't wrap around virtually. So If you have a plan or you've thought
1: of crazy ideas, I love crazy ideas, like tell me please.
8: (laughs) How big, how many officers do you elect? Constitutional six. Okay, awesome. Um, I mean, I don't have anything earth shattering. I've just already put it down as an actionable item for myself because of a summer contract, you know, our state convention was June and it's canceled. Uh, I was supposed to attend a case training, canceled. Um, and Region 3 Ag Teachers Conference canceled. So I want to make sure that my school is seeing that I'm still taking the time that I would have done all these things. Germinate isn't canceled. Yeah. Um, how many people can say that? Anyway, um, so... I just, I met with two officers at like 10 o'clock today. Actually, one's not even elected yet. We haven't even done it. But they're already just like so excited to do things. And so after that meeting, I just thought that it would be the perfect summer to start our POA early. And I, that's not like this earth-shattering thing, but um, I have like the planning documents from Perfectly Planned. And once those kids are elected... I think we're just going to start virtually. And if we can start to do things in person, we will. But I think what I normally do, I'm just going to start way sooner because they're bored, you guys. <laughs> um, and these are the, I mean, I'm sure you have all the ki- the same kids. The kids, they're probably done with all their online work and they're bored. And they just want to do something. So why don't use that idle time for their brains to get going. Like they called me, they're like, we just have a couple cool ideas. They had six, you guys, six ideas, huge ideas. Not like, let's send out some letters, like two year ideas. So use the time and don't create, don't recreate the wheel. Like you you've planned and you do your POA planning. Just start, just start all that sooner and think about those um, areas of the National Chapter Award that you can really uh, highlight and need areas in your community. Maybe you use the summer to create a needs assessment, and you send that out to you know community leaders so that you can determine what what needs does your community have. So then you can create activities for those needs. So. Love it, Nikki. Love it.
2: Oh my gosh, look at all these notes. Um, okay, uh, building community, Laura, I am with you. I love the idea of just having an informal space for them to hang out, um, especially if you have new ones who just haven't been a part of the team. Um, Joe, can you tell us a little bit more about like how you're going about your virtual retreat in the summer? Tell me, tell me. I'm selfish.
12: Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure that out. We picked our officers about a month ago, and we just announced their titles last week or so. Um, we have our first officer meeting tomorrow to chat about how that's going to look. But I'm thinking what, what I'm going to do is since it's kind of inevitable that we're going to meet in person for a while, um, maybe once or twice a month, we'll have a day. we'll just do some activities and the things we normally would have done at retreat and at the beginning of summer i'll give them each like a box of like balloons and skewers and things that they would need to complete the activities normally um, that we do at retreat just do at home and then on their zoom call and then um, we'll do like the same questions and activities just over the computer and then we'll follow up with something more personable and um, in person in the fall hopefully when um, school resumes and I'm thinking about giving each kid like a Habitude book and something like that, like more personal or like leadership development. And then we can still do like popcorn readings like we normally would do at retreat. Um, definitely isn't the same as an in-person one, but I mean, it's still something. And as Laura mentioned and some other people like the community aspect is huge and we're already doing that every Wednesday. We we hang out for a couple hours and just chat. So I'm I'm really excited given these circumstances, like I have a pretty ambitious crew. So hopefully it turns out good.
2: I love that. I love the idea of officer training in a box and dropping it off or mailing it to them. Um, Some people are asking about uh, elections. So we don't do a vote. Um, We do applications, tests, and uh, interviews. And we did interviews on Zoom and it was the most amazingly smooth thing ever. We used the waiting room and the kids just sat in there and we let them in and then let them leave. Um, Took about two hours to get through 13 people. um, Zooming every week. We Zoom or Google Hangout every week with our kids now, but the transition is what I'm thinking about. Like we're transitioning this Wednesday um, from our old team to our new team, and it's just so weird. Um, Yeah, a lot of people have done Google Forms for voting. Um, uh, The interview panel, we had two industry, one senior. We have a ratio in our constitution has to be two adults for every one officer in the interview. Um, I'm wondering, uh, I have a crazy idea, but I don't know if I should say Um, My wheels are turning. I know. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, so I love this like
7: officer training box deal. I really like that. when we so case lead teacher training got moved online and we did a breakout box um and so you know the box came in the mail and then we did a breakout box and so similar concept i'm liking that but where my head is going like stay with me here is uh germinate for your students um but like maybe involve like typically in officer retreat we want to have our like graduated seniors but right now, what a unique situation that they're also sitting at home going like, you know, what do I do now? They don't know what's happening with college. Maybe they can't do their summer job. What if you had your retired officer team do sessions that then you are plugging in your new team to, in a like germinate style format that, um, so like maybe do a, how do you organize committees and what is the chair's responsibility and you know, that would be the like logistical piece. That's not the fun officer
4: relationship building piece, but I don't
7: know. You could do something really cool with
2: that. Yes, for sure. I feel like this is a need.
1: Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's definitely
2: a need that it's not just me. It's a, it's a lot of people um, who need it. I'm a, I'm gonna marinate on that one a little bit. Kendra, I might reach out to you. Um I love the idea of a breakout box. We do have an expert. I don't know if she's still here, but um, Kathy Barrier from North Carolina is the breakout box expert. She's doing a session at Germinate on it, so if you have any questions, ask her. Um, yes, you can do online escape rooms, boxes, in Google Forms. I actually have that on my blog. I'll type it in here in a little bit. Um, You guys can look at it. Uh, Virtual banquet on YouTube, record a banquet, posting it live tonight. That's a great idea. Um, I'm trying to get through. uh, Scheduled videos on social media, I like that. Um, The way we're gonna announce our team, they'll know, but we're gonna announce it tomorrow at our officer, at our FFA meeting, and we're having the old team announce them in a video, and they're putting together a video of like the Sentinel saying, and our Sentinel for next year is this person, and we have a video editor on my team who just loves video editing, so she's gonna edit it for us. Um, so, basing it off of Oregon FFA State Convention, check it out on Facebook if you have a chance. Have they already done the banquet? Oregon has? Our state convention, what became completely virtual, okay.
10: um, mostly, on Facebook. I know they posted the videos on YouTube, but I think more people engaged on Facebook.
2: Gotcha. Love that. I need to check it out. Ours is not until the end of May, so I have no, I haven't watched any. Big trend right now is students recording themselves doing something and passing their jacket off. That's such a cool idea. Um,
1: I think it's Blue Ridge FFA. They did one like that um, recently. um all right anybody have anything else for that question
2: about officer training We might bring it back if we just keep on going in the summer too when people are closer to this we lots during officer retreat. i teach the new team to put together a workshop oh i love that idea um joe um give them an example of how they would teach that state conference is happening as we speak virtually oh in california cool i'll have to how to tune in to California. Um, All right, well, Hannah and I wanted to leave the last question open. Um, If anybody had a pressing question that you weren't able to get to us over the weekend. um, So does anybody have anything that they want to bring to the group and for us to uh, troubleshoot while we're here?
1: Feel free, this is a safe place. I have a
10: question. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I am actually in the process of looking for a new job and maybe some of the student teachers are here with me and it's really hard right now. um, If anybody has any advice, words of wisdom, encouragement, I would definitely take it right now. (laughs) Have you applied yet? I have applied to probably six or seven jobs, but there's a hiring freeze in Oregon. So it's just like, makes me really anxious and it's not fun.
2: Yeah, have they um, offered any interviews just to be prepared when the freeze comes up? Uh,
10: No, I keep getting emails saying, um, we are still hired, we're still, this position is still open, but we're not going to interview until after the freeze is
2: lifted. Well, that's tough for sure. Um, Well, my advice to you is to do your research. I did a podcast on it um, recently because I've sat in a lot of interviews as being part of my leadership team at school, virtually online. And there's been some things that I'm like, why didn't you do this? This is a terrible interview. Or like, oh, they did this. So like doing your research on all of those schools, like doing a lot of background and being able to have those examples when you do get interviewed, it's going to help you stand apart because you're probably going to have a short, quick turnaround once this hiring freeze happens. Like they're going to be like, can you meet tomorrow? And you're going to be, yes, I can. You know, um, I would also clean up your social media if it needs to be, I'm not saying it does, I haven't looked at anybody who's applying because they be out there looking, okay? That they they definitely will look, look out there. And then don't Callahan just say that you are committed to the job. Have a concrete example. This year when Corona happened, I did X, Y, Z, you know, um, make sure you have a concrete example when you're giving that it's all on the podcast. You want listen to it for all of you student teachers. Um, I would still email them every week. I'd rather somebody be, be forward than someone who just waits for something to happen. Um, so, uh, anybody else have advice for Calhoun? Yeah. Two pieces of advice, one I got from my professor,
6: he recommended to go visit the areas, go see what the communities are actually like to make sure it's somewhere you wanna be. And then the other one is, I have really good luck is like when they open the question to you when you get an interview, is to follow up and ask them why they like where they teach or where they live because it shows that you care about what the community is like, but it
1: also like gives you a bit of advice about what it is like to see if it's a good fit for you. And I
4: had really good luck with both of those. Callahan, I would offer up to, if you
3: wanna do like a practice virtual interview, I would be more than willing to um, jump on a Zoom call and just ask you some questions and kind of go through that. Cause I think right now while you're waiting might be a good time to just get those practice interviews in whether it's, I don't know if you'll be interviewing virtually or, or what, but just, practice answering those types of questions I think would be good. And I will offer that up to any student teachers or anyone who's applying for a job. I'm more than willing to sit in on a, on a call for you, call with you and, and
2: go through that.
12: I have a document of like 200 interview questions that are common for teachers. I can post the link in here if anyone wants that. Yes,
8: do it. Yeah. I'll, also will up on a call. Go ahead, Nikki. I was just going to say, I just sat in on principal interviews uh, for my, uh, newest principal. I'll have four new principals in four years. Um, but they were all virtual. So that's probably the way, I mean, anybody in this room, I learned some things, my friends. Number one, if you have a cat, put the cat outside, lock it in another room. I kid you not, two different interviews, their cat Zoom bombed the whole interview party. So um I yeah, I can't even make it up. I wish I had like screen grabs because it was hilarious. So maybe like and there was another time where somebody was like, oh my gosh, my computer's dying in the middle of their interview, which we were gracious because obviously virtual interviews are not ideal. But if you have to, I would say be prepared um, and set up your workstation, your interview station. And make sure you plan enough time that, you know, you're not going to have somebody walking in because, oh, well, you told me 45 minutes and it's been an hour and a half. So those are just a couple of things that came out of watching principal interviews that um, somebody may not consider prior to the interview.
1: Uh, lots of great stuff in the chat. I like the idea of having a website
2: or a binder or something that shows um, stuff more so than just a cover letter and a resume. Um, I think it's statistically like you have 10 seconds to catch people's attention on your resume. It might even be less than that. Um, so if you've already sent in your resume and your cover letter, literally I've had resumes and I'm just like, no, I, I'm terrible. i I really like fonts. So I can super if it's not awesome um seven seconds thank you laura for uh correcting me um but having something else you can follow up with like hey i know you're not hiring right now but i wanted to show you here is a little snapshot of what i did at my past job um maybe having like pictures of your ffa chapter or curriculum or a really cool activity you did like that would be that would be valuable to me as an interviewer to see stuff i'm also a visual learner um so that helps uh and then Cassidy said she'd be happy to share that with you um I agree with Nikki like if you're gonna have an interview I understand I too have kids at home at this time and it's a barrier to entry but lock yourself in that room give them that tablet give them I don't know chewing gum something that they is like a big surprise and just shut them away um or have somebody who you've already been in contact with like come over I mean that's a big deal you have 10 minutes to get a job like that is a big deal and you're in turn serving your family so it's okay to do that any of you who have family out there like give yourself some grace in that area um okay great ideas in there I'm gonna jump into one more quick quick question I got in the chat um a lot of people have been doing yard signs like I was saying earlier um for their seniors, and somebody had the great idea to do yard signs, but the principal stole it from them um, when she put in her purchase order. And then the principal said, oh, no, wait, we'll just do it for all the seniors instead of just FFA kids. So has anybody else seen other ways that they've been, um,
1: uh, what is it called, uh, recognizing their seniors or doing anything special for them?
4: We're doing, um our school is doing
6: a senior parade on this upcoming Thursday and so our teachers and our like coaches and everyone are asked to come and stand around the block of our high school which is a really big block and then the seniors and their parents will drive around the block and so they're going to have different signs for the different sports and we're going to park a hay wagon, like a kick rack in front of our greenhouse. And then we have big vinyl signs that are like life size for the kids. Um, and it'll have their names on them as well as all of the awards
2: and degrees they've received. That's awesome, Emma. I love that. Yeah, stand out, make sure they, they know. We're doing a senior parade too. I think we're going to get livestock for it just to have them there. We live in the city of Atlanta, so we're going to break all the rules um, social media spotlights on Instagram and Facebook, senior recognition during the virtual banquet, um, sending out small personal decal, um, something our school does, which maybe some of you would like, is every year each senior, um, it's called senior post, and anybody can write a letter just a letter, no like gift cards or anything to that kid. And our school collects all those letters, puts them in an envelope and they get it at graduation. So they get like tons of different thank you notes or whatever. Um, So an idea is you could put it out to your FFA chapter and say like all your younger kids, like, hey, we're doing these letters. If you you know, wanna write something to some of the seniors, here are their names, I'll collect it or they can send it to them, something like that. That would be cool. Um, Minarets FFA, I think I said it right, in California, they just delivered the um, FFA stashes to all their kids in a little bag. Um, You know, you could do something like a baked good or anything like that. I mean, I think they just like, you know, just being recognized on an other basis. I talked to all my seniors last week and they're over it. They don't want anybody to be sorry for them anymore. They don't want like, oh man, your senior that sucks so bad because we're just reminding them of how bad it sucks so I've not said anything about like you have overcome such a great whatever just like pass over that recognize them in whatever way you can and you know they're they're ready to move on
6: Sarah along with kind of what you were talking about um so my plan our banquet was supposed to be May 5th and so for the 13 seniors I have I had the Younger members write just a little note, and the advisor's gonna write a note. I have a graduation sash for them that they would normally get at banquet. And um, I've ordered a couple of just little things just to, I guess, give to them in lieu of their banquet. Because if we have a banquet in person, they're gonna be in college already. So we're gonna go deliver that to them on banquet day, whether they're at work or at home or wherever. The advisors are going to get together and just go deliver their little
2: box to them. That's a great idea, Summer. I love that. Um, There's a lot of good stuff in the chat. Um, Morgan just said something about care packages. I love that idea as well. I mean, you could even push that into when they go to college. You know, if they they go, you could do a care package to surprise them when they're in college too. Um, I know some people said about frozen um, accounts we, my teaching partner and I paid for it ourselves as like a gift from us at this time, because we just felt led to do that. We did buy them all graduation sashes from shop FFA, but it's been closed down. Um, which by the way, if you buy by the end of the month, it's like, I saved probably $120 on all the awards I bought. Um, it's like an ADV 20, I don't know, 20% off. Um, Ask your alumni, ask if anybody, your Farm Bureau, anybody wants to sponsor. I'm sure they feel just as led to recognize the seniors as you do. So if that's not an option to pay on your own as like a gift, um, I would ask those people. Um, Yeah, drive up banquet, I love that idea. Drive up to the local restaurant, get a banquet meal, take it home, I love that. Um, All right, well, I'm gonna close up that question and um, Hannah, do you want to do the, the challenge and then I'll finish up with some germinate announcements.
3: Yes, I would love to. Um, so this week I've been working in my garden. Um, it's just started to get warm here in Minnesota. So it's been like 60s. Um, but I also have noticed that my plants inside have been like taking care of the best they ever have in their plant life. So I am curious what your guys' plants look like. It could be your house plants inside. Um, it could be your gardens or whatever else, but show me the plants. So that is our challenge for this week, hashtag green and growing challenge. Um, I want to see all the plants. I'm a plants person. I don't know if you guys um, saw my Instagram post from last night or two nights ago. My husband got me the new florette book. Um, a year in flowers. I don't know if you guys follow Florette, but if you don't, you need to. Um, but I am just like leaning on over everybody's gardens right now. So I, that, that one's a little bit selfish for me because I just, I that gives me so much joy.
2: Y'all, y'all just wait. I've already prepped mine for this week. I'm so excited. I thought it was last week and just wait. All right. Um, I just put the stop, start, continue into the chat. So if you guys could fill that out for this week, um, it helps Hannah and I better serve you. But I just wanted to say, I see all these lovely faces that Germany does open this week. We have some speakers on this call. We have some ambassadors on this call. If you are on this call, Germany is for you. And the reason I say that is really the, the whole idea around Germany is to continue learning and to continue growing. I mean, green and growing, We know, we know all this stuff. Um, and like Nikki was saying, like things after things, after things keep on getting canceled. And I feel just like the student teachers do, like, how am I going to step back into the classroom, you know, and be prepared and be ready and, and, and feel like I've moved forward rather than staying still. During this time, and Germinate is the way that you can do that. Um, most of the sessions that were applied for were applied for before all of this happened, so it's stuff that you can take into a traditional classroom. But also, all the sessions haven't been recorded yet, too. So I'm sure the speakers will put a virtual twist on them. I see speakers nodding their heads. Um, now they're like, "I'm gonna add just in case <laughs> virtually." We'll probably know by July what's happening, um, but. Germinate gives you 30 sessions, really 35. When you register this week, you get five sessions automatically that you can start learning this week, which is so great. And then the goal is to have two live sessions every day during Germinate. So that's 10 extra sessions that you'll have live that are like this so you can interact with people and learn from those people um, during Germinate. And Germinate costs $75. um, And yes, you can put you can get your school to buy it um, for you there is an invoice um all the information is on the web my website 2 slash germany i mean you can get that invoice um but if your money's frozen maybe there's a way that you can pay and get reimbursed in the long run because your schools are saving a lot of money right now i'm just being honest they're saving a lot of money power energy things. Um, and they're not sending you to, I mean, it costs me, what, 200, not including like food and hotels to go to my teacher's conference every year. I mean, it's like a thousand bucks just to send me. So, um, we just want you to know that germinate is for you. If you have any questions, let us know. I'd say probably 20 of us on here are on the germinate team. Um, And we just want to help you grow and and build a community of of like-minded ag teachers who want to help each other out and link arms and, and grow together. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Technically you can get early bird registration on Wednesday. It's not coming from me. You got to make friends with some other people on this call to register on Wednesday. So um, be, be following them on Instagram, get their Instagram handles up in the up in the chat and we're so excited we're just going to keep on putting out content because my husband even told me he was like at least you have germinate to look forward to this summer i was like you are right sir i do have germinate to look forward to and we are going to put so much time and effort i mean the dirt we literally talk hannah and mckenna and i talk every day just to make sure we're serving you guys well so um, and the and the ambassadors <laughs> and the speakers we talk every day, so um, we just love ag teachers. I love ag teachers. I know your heart is for the kids, and that's what we want to do is help you serve those kids better. So that's my soapbox about Germany. Um, But make sure you fill out that. Um, I'll type it one more time. The stop, um, start, continue, and if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. If not. We will see you next week, 1 o'clock PM Eastern Standard
0: Time here. You just finished listening to Egg with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama a two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, want to be a guest, you can send me an email at agwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.